Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. My name is Joe Armstrong, and you are listening to Independence Day, the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, Tim Easton. Although New York and Los Angeles are the twin capitals of the music industry, the center of the Western music universe shifts from time to time as one style or another catches the public's fancy. Places like Chicago, Seattle, Austin, Minneapolis, Athens, Georgia, and other towns have all had their turn as the hottest place to be if you wanted to be part of the newest scene. But nestled in the red dirt and pines along the Cumberland River, Nashville, Tennessee has always been the holy ghost of the music industry trinity, especially for songwriters and country music. Home to the Grand Ole Opry, the Ryman Auditorium, and countless recording studios, publishing houses, and record labels, Nashville has truly earned the moniker Music City USA, and it has been especially hot in recent years. Along with the country music establishment, increasing numbers of non-country artists like Jack White, Kings of Leon, The Black Keys, and scores of underground artists call Nashville home, and the hit ABC series Nashville has only added fuel to the fire. Nashville's temperate climate and affordable livability add to the draw for artists tired of the rat race on the coasts. After getting a start in Ohio, living an international troubadour's life, and spending years in Joshua Tree, California, songwriter Tim Easton relocated to Nashville in recent years. Stylistically, it was a logical move. Easton had always had a bluesy twang to his top-notch songs and deft guitar playing. He already had a successful career going before he arrived, with at least nine records in his discography. When Nashville got into his blood and he released the 50s rock Sun Studios-inspired Not Cool in 2013. His new hometown suits him well, and with results like this, maybe more artists should consider a new home in the 615 area code. Welcome to Independence Day, Tim Easton. Hello. Hey man, it's it's good to have you, and this is like a remote recording of Independence Day. We're doing, uh, we're here in Nashville. We're in it's your, good to have you in my basement. We're in your basement. <laughs> this is cool, and, th- and thank you for opening your home, man. Especially at, like holiday time, it's it's a big deal. It is you know, the last day of twenty. It's the last day of twenty thirteen. You know, and I hate to say this, but good riddance. <laughs> yeah, know? it's a uh, it's understandable. Um, it just had it had a bad sound to begin with, but you know, it wasn't it just a year ago that we thought like everybody's saying the world was going to end. So I think we're doing pretty good actually. But yeah, the, yeah, the end of twenty twelve was a, a much bigger uh, media event, I think, than the end of twenty twenty fourteen does sound kind of good. I gotta say, it's an even uh, number. We'll see. What we can, you know, and I, I we were talking about this as we were setting up. Like I go, I go into every year you know, with high expectations. Like, this is going to be a yeah. good year. I'm going to make good things happen. But, you know, man, it was a Life. rough year. I'm not going to lie. 2013 was a it's rough year. It's better to be honest and, and deal with reality than to completely bury it, you know. Totally. You. When it comes to everything, like the music business yeah. and or, you know, what it's like to for me to be a dad of a three-year-old right now and leave and go on tour right now, it's yeah. it's uh, it's not cool. And you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's we'll talk about that in a minute. But you had a pretty good year musically. I did. I um I started the year out, um, you know, with a bunch of songs, and I was badgering uh, Brad Jones and Robin Eaton, two Nashville producers that I've worked with before I ever moved here, um, to to make a record. And they were, you know, they're really good about waiting until I turn in the right amount of tunes that they they qualify as as a good batch for an album. And uh, they keep me working, keep me on my toes, and I kind of formulated the sound after going to see uh, a band play at Roberts one night, which is. You know, when I first came to Nashville, it was the 90s, and there was a band called BR549, 
Yeah, that I was playing that. in there, and it was like packed, and they were playing the old school country, and it felt so good. And we, I was dancing. I'd never danced before, you know. Yeah. I was getting like, white guys to dance is a whole different right. I mean, there. just just guys, I think, really, when it gets down to it. Um, yeah, we don't all dance like children, but uh, so I kind of had this this sound in my mind, and then we went in the studio in five days at the end of January. So like coming know, up on a year ago, you're coming up a year ago, and the first day we got six songs. So it was like an incredible first day. But these guys are just, they're just pros. You know, I didn't tell them what to do. I hired them because I knew they would nail it. And these, these you know, like an old, I, the new record is basically Sun Studios. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, but it's I like could, a retro vibe, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, Sun Studios is, is three uh, three hours away. That's my dog, Levon, there. Uh, Sun Studios is three hours away. And, and I want to go to Sun. I want to, you know, I wanted to be rebellious, move to Nashville, but yet go to Memphis to make a record. But, you know, let's face it. We got plenty of good gear here. And there's the upright bass player. Uh, he's a Memphis like upright bass slapper, you know, psychobilly uh, slapper of the bass, and uh, he just uh, Joe Fick is his name, and then the guitar player is J.D. Simo, and those those two guys, I basically uh, got them off the stage at, at Roberts, and in five days we made the whole record. Yeah, there's some sparks that were flying, and it's got them all recorded, and uh, and I am super proud of it because that reason, and I got to say, I've since I've been in the other world where I've worked several months on a record, um, I prefer this way, which is the folk yeah. way. It's basically the folk yeah. way or the Dylan way or whatever you want to call yeah. it. It's like the band that can play the songs, play them, and move on. Yeah, and if you want it to be real, if you want that that yeah. live vibe and that real feel, the only way to do it is to actually do it like that. You yeah, can't I, fake that. There's no plug-in for that. We overdub some stuff. We overdubbed a backing vocal. Or like, you know, the Beatles were cutting tape like crazy. Yeah. And today it's, you know, it's, it gets digital and it's so easy yeah. to, to cover up anything. But we let, it's, this, this record is like, people say that a lot now too. They're like, oh, we left all the raw stuff up there. But no, I'm like listening to it. I'm like, where, where is it? Yeah. You did not. Everything's yeah. perfect and but, beat and there's nothing. And this record has like some human quality to it that, I mean, I just, I just feel good because I've, like I said, I've made both kinds of records, and this one was so easy and so joyful. Yeah, let's hear a cut from this. What do you? Let's let's pick a talk, tr- track off the record. This is a track off the record. Which which track do you want to play? Oh well, let's just uh, let's just play "Crazy Mother" from no. <laughs> <laughs> Funny guy. That's 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 the first song on side two. Okay. Um, I'm I'm serious, but uh, uh let's just play um, uh, let's play a song called "Troubled Times." Okay, cool. This is Tim Easton, Troubled Times here on Independence Day. Just a night before when you were losing it And nobody can deny you make a show Now everyone around us says they give a damn about you We'll make sure your enemies all get to know about your troubled times Don't worry, I love you even when you're down Take your time, don't hurry I will always be around You rolled out of bed with a ton on your mind And no place for you to go unloaded So instead you're gonna spread out the time it takes For everyone to know about your troubled times Don't worry I love you even when you're down Take your time, don't hurry I will always be around For someone who doesn't know a lot about maps You sure know your way around this town All that traveling and you barely learn to walk Now it's time to 
is my guest here on Independence Day, so very, very happy to have him. That's a track from his most recent record. The track is called Troubled Time, correct, Tim? Troubled Times. Times, plural. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You can learn everything you know about Tim at timeaston.com. Also, he's at Twitter, at Tim underscore Easton. Are you on the Facebook, too? Do you have a, you know what your Facebook um, handle is? I've heard of Facebook before. Um, yeah, I, you know what? That's part of the, the, the resolutions, is to stay away from that thing. Oh that's really? Weird, yeah. That's really no. I mean, no offense. I mean, I just don't have time because if you're yeah. doing, I basically yeah, I'm on Twitter, and if I if I do that, it just goes right on my Facebook right, it goes page. Away, but yeah. it, it annoys people. But it's like I don't know. I don't have time to to deal with more any more passwords or any more social media. I just yeah. can't. If and I get worried about some of my friends that are super talented artists that are spending too much time. They live on, on social, social media, media, and it's like. I don't think that's the way uh, Edgar Allan Poe rolled. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and these are the people we're aspiring to, man. If you want to he make great art, you drunk. aspire to... Yeah, he's too busy being drunk. You aspire to great artists or to be like great artists. Yeah, let's you know? face it. I mean, in this world, okay, if you really want to do something worthwhile, then A, you better study the greats and you better work your ass off. If you think you're going to write the great American novel or screenplay or make the great American record and you haven't, I don't know, read... Moby Dick or studied, you know, screenplays of, of, of the great Russians and it's, and et cetera, et cetera. If, to me, it's just like, you're, you're going to just make the stuff for the, the heap. And, um, I've been guilty of it before. I think, you know, mediocrity and it's like really as I go older with folk music and, and I'm lucky to have that as my background, um, my job seems to get easier. I'm kind of growing into the age where it's okay to to sing a you know a croaky old yeah blues tune, <laughs> it's like if you can last through that middle period yeah. of kind of like being youngish, you know, where you're expected to make. <laughs> yeah, crap you can't call of. songs the blues when you're. I mean, yeah. the Yardbirds did it, but you know they were like way into it, and it was. Well, they the, were the, British, which lent. There's a. I mean, yeah, this true. sounds funny. This is going to sound funny coming even out of my own mouth, but like <laughs> that's to an American being British is at least a little bit exotic. No, they they re, they taught us how great our music could be. That that's yeah. what they did. That's what the British invasion was. They re-educated us how ass-shakingly liberating rock and roll music was and how great Chuck Berry and Little Richard were. And and they came back and showed us how it was done. And and then, you know, then we showed them, then they showed us. It's a, it's a ever-trading thing. And, like, last time I was in Spain, they they were the ones. They were playing this old school. I was, yeah. I was there earlier this year. It's been, a, it's been a crazy year for travel for me. And um, I noticed in Spain there's just a really healthy rock and roll scene going on there. 
it's funny you should bring that up because as a, a fan of lots of this type of organic music, I mean, I like a lot of music for a lot of different reasons, but I'm really into music like yours, mm-hmm. the Jayhawks, Sunvold, Wilco, that kind right. of thing. You know, the Jayhawks, when they weren't playing, there was that whole period where they weren't playing as the Jayhawks, but they would still get money gigs over in Spain of all places. Yes. They, like some promoter yeah. would fly them over to Spain to play some festival show in front of all these yeah. people. And in, in England's kind of the same way. I mean, but you've had a long history of playing like in Europe and in the UK. Like yeah, even when you well, were like right out of right out of school, you were I playing. I did. I had to figure out how to write songs. I went over there. I was kind of a street musician. It was the it was completely the Woody Guthrie phase of like I can go where I want when I want and whenever you know. And, and I loved it. And I I rambled around on and off for like seven years until I had gathered enough material that I'm still to the you know I still write about it. And I'm especially now um, that I'm basically putting you know more prose together and stuff like that. I'm putting together a hundred songs, a hundred, a hundred stories, um, and a hundred photographs. I'm putting together a book and, uh, it's, it's, it's been a joy to basically look back through my journals. I, I was thinking about adding a hundred journal entries, but they get a little repetitious or whatever. I'm not repetitious. They get a little, uh, um, they get a little journaly. I don't know. It's, it's a little journaly. Uh, you know, I don't, I think that it's, but I've started to write better journal entries now because I'm realizing the potential and the power of that. When I, yeah. when I go back and you, and you read, I don't know, uh, um, Allen Ginsberg's journals or yeah. someone's journals that, that really got into it. It's, it's, uh, stuff that you just wouldn't remember. So there's like, well, I, I feel like that you can approach it like a diary or you can approach it like a journal. You know, and if it's like a diary, it's like, oh, I, I have a crush on this girl in study hall, you know, and how many times, yeah. you know, we all write that stuff from time to time. But then you go back and people publish, like, I'm reading the new Kurt Vonnegut letters. Oh, right. These are letters that yeah. he wrote to various people in his life. What has that, happened to us? And, and now, yeah, look at, <laughs> look at what a journalistic work his letters are, yeah. you know, and this wasn't that long ago, you know, this is a, few, yeah. a scant few decades ago. Right. No, he, that was, you know, I mean, today people blog and et cetera, et cetera, and they write open letters to the world, yeah. I guess more or less um, a little bit more romantic to think of the other version yeah. and and who wouldn't want to get a letter from Kurt Vonnegut man no seriously cool. my favorite moment so far I'm, I guess I'm only about a third of the way through because I'm a really big Ray Bradbury fan yeah and there's I had no idea that he'd ever had any contact of any kind oh, yeah. they'd exchanged a couple letters and like that was like one of those moments for me artistically like in the cosmos where it's like oh my god you know the two of these people who are very disparate in the way they approach their art yeah. and life had some kind of cross-pollinization at all. And to hear what one said about the other just blew my mind. It's simple and short. But, you know, it doesn't need to be, you know, the fountainhead, to, right. you know, to be impressive in any way. It's like way. Kanye hanging out with Fiona Apple. It's, it's exactly like that. <laughs> you know, man, it's... Sorry. No, it's all right. And, you know, you're... Uh, to, to backtrack just a little bit, you know, you're kind of like... Uh, you're like an analog multimedia artist. You know, we think of multimedia now as being like video, film, social media. But you're doing... You're doing art like actual paintings and drawings um, yeah along i mean with I, these things. i'm moving along because painting is one of those things where you do it as a kid and then your parents encourage you and then at some point maybe they stop encouraging you or something that's like something i'm trying to figure out right now um you know every painting my daughter does goes up in the museum as far as she's concerned it goes on the fridge which is her gallery space yeah. you know and it it's it's an excellent thing and encouragement and 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 ballet and music everything is fun and soccer and sports for her right now but like when do you stop i stopped drawing at some point yeah i just stopped you know and then i started up again so i'm drawing at about 
at the age, about a fourteen year old <laughs> level right that's now. Pure though, that's good. But it you know it just feels really. Good. I gotta say, when I sit on the guitar, when I sit on the when I sit on the couch and play my guitar and don't think about anything, and I'm completely in the moment, and I'm just finger picking or just writing or whatever I'm doing, that is one of the greatest feelings of all time. And I get that same feeling when I'm painting. Um, even if it's just filling in, like just the simplest part of it, you know, and and. I'm so I'm such a I'm not even it's not outsider it's not folk art I'm just a I'm just a I'm just somebody that's using it for a therapeutic thing really as what I find out and every now and then I get lucky just like with music and art and music and poetry and lyrics and it comes together in a, in a way that you've expressed yourself that you haven't a way that you haven't done before and you have broken through something you know that that's all I can say it's like you it's just something a process I do um, my sister is a real painter. Her name is Susan uh, Easton Burns, and she's a successful visual artist. She is the, her actually her her horses that she paints. She lives in Georgia, and she she loves to paint horses and everything else. But horses was her main thing for many years, and she's the new um, poster uh, for the Kentucky Derby this year. My sister's artwork. Congratulations! Is yeah, it's like a big you know that's yeah like, that's a big for yeah. those who paint horses. I can't imagine. Yeah, no, that's a like bigger that's like playing the Ryman. Yeah, know? that's totally. the way I look at it. You know. Yeah, it's that's uh, Madison Square Garden. Neil Young takes you on the road, and then you end up. He ends up opening for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know. This the, it's the last day of the year. I'm going to say uh, some some. Odd no, things, no, it's it's all stream of. It's like playing the man. Ryman is what it is. My sister had you know, nailed a great horse gig, you know, and it's like when, when someone's as committed that there are, and they she did she did loads of those same things, loads of breakthroughs by just getting in the moment and covering the top half of her floor with paint because she's always working and I can't describe it in any other way but so I just have to do it you know people ask for advice every now and then I'm just like I don't know what writer said this but if you want to be a writer then write yeah very I'm simple I'm not sure who said that you know David Mammers I forget who it was someone who's good at it yeah ostensibly how about a tune man uh, yeah let's uh, let's start out with the Gallatin Pike Blues okay and this is pretty new right this is a new song that's based kind of around the street that's right up the road from our new house here in East Nashville, Tennessee. It's got a lot of wig shops and check cashing places and Mexican restaurants. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of greasy uh, in the way that, say, Western Avenue would be out in Los Angeles there. It's just kind of that street with loads of signage, and people don't know how to drive. They don't use their turn signals, and it's just a madhouse. As my sister-in-law said, if only there was a way for people to let the rest of us know which way they were turning. Yeah. <laughs> if only there yeah. was a way. And on top of that, there's a lot of stray dogs running around. Stray dogs. All right. So Tim Easton here on Independence Day. Hey, folks. This is Tim Easton. You're listening to Independence Day, and this is the Gallatin Pike Blues. If this stray dog keep on howling I believe I'm gonna lose my mind He cries all the night through Keeping a stray dog time Some folks say they live on the right side Some folks say they live on the wrong Well it's all the same to me when I Got no one waiting at home Well, 
Andrew Jackson walked down to the river On his way up to Washington Shot a man for calling him a coward Then washed his hand With a policeman hiding out He gonna make your life a living hell Got your old room waiting at the Davidson County Jail Jump back off this old freight and call this crooked pack my home. From the Cumberland, I can see the stones where they laid John Hartford down, and his song still plays so gentle on all our minds. Turn your radio on Very nice man, Tim Easton here on Independence Day. I love having real live music on the buzzy guitar. Yeah, the guitar's got a little buzz to it, and um, perhaps I do as well, because it's the last day of the year, and it's very early in the morning here in Nashville, Tennessee, but I, fi- I figured I would just start it out by croaking a uh, a simple blues tune, kind of based around that Sonny Terry Brown and McGee, um, kind of a Piedmont blues thing, yeah. and, and also, it, it, the song talks about Andrew Jackson, and... Uh, who has and, history in yeah of course, yeah, and walked up that pike many times on his way, you know, used it was his route to Washington, and... Um, um, I, I, uh, I also got John Hartford in there who's buried right up the road from yeah. here. And he, he's kind of one of those guys whose spirit got into all of us here in Nashville that better songwriters that are trying to do something slightly different from the norm is a big influence. Yeah. And it's great, man. It's uh, and the new record is great. I encourage everyone to go pick this thing up. They can get it through your website, right? Yeah. You can get it through the website and you can get it in the stores too. And stores. of course on all those interweb um, Amazon type things. Yeah, they're everywhere. Once you get hooked up with that, I mean, I'm, I'm on the CD Baby as well. Yeah. But once you're on CD Baby, they've got great sideways deals with everybody. Yeah, I mean, here's the, here's the facts, folks. <laughs> you're listening to this right now. If you want to support a, a songwriter that you like, go buy their record on on the on the uh, on the internet. Um, I mean, if you you can get this new record on eBay for two bucks because somebody at a you know gave the used copy. Now that. That doesn't really help me, but you know what? Go buy the record and 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 copy it for your friends because I'm the president of the record company now, and yeah. I say, you know, and then come out to a show and maybe get some more merch or come out and visit a show and and say hi. Um, you can listen to my record for free on YouTube. You can listen to it for free on Spotify. I'm not sure exactly how you expect the people that you love in music to make a nickel out of it, but you know, if you want to help them. 
buy their records. That's it's that's really what I, I'm not saying about me. I'm saying that about all yeah. all of us. I think David Byrne just came out recently, and I think he was talking about St. Vincent or people that you perceive are doing well in the music business, and because you hear their name all the time, but. You know their album is free on Spotify, and yeah. and I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. Um, some of my comrades, you know, think it's evil or whatever. But I, I, I just, I gotta say, I mean, it, it, it is wrong if, if you baked a pie and set it on the windowsill and someone came along and stole it. Um, with art, though, it's like who, who's to say now? You know, I mean, you know, people go to museums to look at it. So, what's decent? What what's good about music and and art? Will you know, if you if you're yeah. meant to hear it, you'll hear it, and it's you know, it sure, certainly the good old days are they're gone. I for, feel I kind of feel like when, people. when we get into this topic, I feel like it's fighting gravity. Yeah, you know, it's happened. Yeah, you know, cause I I, yeah, I, yeah. I, have, I have a discussion with my friends both yeah. on this show, guests I've had on the show, and with friends in the right. pub constantly. We have this discussion, yeah. and there's some people who are hardliners about it, like. You know, especially, you know who the most hardliners about it are now are my Publishers. friends in the film business. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Because they, sure. they haven't been eroded to the extent yeah. that we have in the music business. Like, we've already lost, the foundation is gone for but us. my friends that make made music were living out in Los Angeles making music videos for 100 grand budgets, 200 more, now are really lucky if they can get yeah. five grand to make a video. That's because you can do the same thing with an iPhone. I made, yeah, mine down to one. Let's drop it down to one. And yeah, I, yeah I'm afraid that, I mean, it's like, so they, some of my film buddies have felt it, but I understand, by the way, the other, the only way for, for folks like me really to make somewhat of a living at this that I haven't broken through the charts or whatever is by film and TV music placements. Right. So that is, you know, I do have a publisher and they actively seek that. And that's, that's part of what, the you know music business whatever people call mailbox money or something like that and then there's the you know ASCAP and BMI those unions that are you, you know, ASCAP or BMI I'm ASCAP and I have friends that own bars in small towns and they're like oh my god if that ASCAP guy comes in here again I'm gonna punch him and I'm gonna tell him that you told me it was okay you know whatever they joke with me because they they're getting hassled but they have to they're, they're trying to run a business right selling beer and and whatever and, and uh and they got this guy coming in asking for money because of what they play in the jukebox. I feel so bad for them, them. But I, at the same time, like I'm really grateful for what ASCAP has done for me. They put yeah. me with great songwriters. They put me to Sundance Film Festival. They've given me all kinds of opportunities, and they give me grants. And and I'm I'm just trying to be really honest about everything in this business so people, you know, can understand what's going on. You know, that's all. I mean, I don't expect, but you know, when you when you major in poetry at Ohio State like I did. You don't go into poetry uh, because you're going to, um, you know, rate. Tim, if I may interrupt for just yeah, a second, that was the most courageous thing I've heard in months. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're, was, you're, well, you're telling me yeah. that in your basement in Nashville that you majored in poetry? Well, okay, I know. Uh, um, pretty cool. Um, and I, I mean that as, I was, as with, with, I was with an a English respect major. with a capital R. I was an English R. major. Okay. Um, who, with the, you know, with a kind of focus in poetry. And you know nobody goes into that expecting to to count the the pile of gold nuggets. Yeah, you you just try to make a name for yourself, and you try to learn from the best. And and then you know I just heard Patty Smith saying yesterday something. She was talking to some young uh, some kids, and she was like saying you know that William Burroughs told her just try to do good work and make a name for yourself, and don't be concerned with any of that that stuff about business. That I mean that's you know that's really what you have to do. I mean, it's easier to say it now and feel all good about it than actually to do it though. If you're out trying to pay rent and then if you have a, you know, if you're, if you have a family or whatever like that, so marry well, 
marry a very rich person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or someone with Do a job, at least. <laughs> <laughs> marry somebody with a job and then just keep doing your thing. Yeah. Get well, up early in the morning and do it. Yeah. And, and, and to that end, how about another tune, man? Yeah, this is, uh, this is the first song on side one of the new record, and uh, this is a song called Don't Lie. All right. Once again, Tim Easton here on Independence Day. I came home just the other night. The house felt like somebody was fighting. One last question I ask of you Tell me why you do the things that you do Don't lie Don't lie to me Don't lie Don't lie to me It's gonna come back on you Stepped out just to fetch the news You come home with a two dollar bruise Told me last week that you went and kicked it But every day you're getting sicker and sicker Don't lie Don't lie to me don't lie, don't lie to me, it's gonna come back on you. Well, I know. Cause I made the mistake of making up words when there's something at stake No good reason to ever do it Holding up a wall but anyone can see through it Everything you do, everything you say Every little stupid game you try to play Every waking hour and even in your dreams You try to make things what they don't seem to be Don't lie, don't lie to me Don't lie, don't lie to me Don't lie, don't lie to me don't lie, baby, don't lie to me. It's gonna come back on, it's gonna come back on, it's gonna come back on you. My name is Joe Armstrong. You're listening to Independence Day. You can listen to every one of these shows at indepday.com. That's I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y.com. Also drop by timeaston.com and everything you need to know about our guest tonight. Also Twitter at Tim underscore Easton. But right now I've got him live. I was going to say in our studio, but we're actually in your basement. We're in the basement in East Nashville, Tennessee. And you know, man, Nashville, it seems to me you came to Nashville at the exact right time. Nashville is like the hottest city in music right now. I mean, and I use the word hot kind of both for real and kind of as a joke because we've got the show bringing a lot of focus, you know, the, the Nashville show bringing a lot of focus on this town. But, you know, it seems like starting almost with the old brother where art thou thing that happened 10 or 15 years ago or so, like the folk, the, the, there's a little bit of a shift, like this groundswell towards like this real kind of authentic, organic, acoustic-y music. Yeah, there's been that. Um, I think I would have liked to have come here a little earlier even, but the thing is, is I did. I, I made five albums here. I made four albums here. And then this new one I made since since moving here. So this is the fifth album I've made in Nashville. So I have been coming here to hang out right. quite a bit. But yeah, even in these last two years that I've been here, there has been such a swell of people from Los Angeles and New York and all over. And then when I go on tour, um, you know, youngsters that are in the in the mode of where what am I going to do with my life? Am I you know, ask about it, and I tell them the truth that yeah, it's it's completely going off, and not just with music, you know, with art. And film, and yeah, food, food now is the new rock and roll. I'd have to totally. say it's the new church, 
and it's really going off here in East Nashville. Like there's just people that care and using a local, you know, just that local thing, you know, we organic and, and, and it's really like after, after we wrap this up, we'll be going, we'll be going out to one of them today and, yeah. to, you know, we like to show, show them off to, to friends that come and visit. And yeah, man, the town is going through a, you know, people call it a renaissance. I think that's a little strong of a word, but the fact is, is here, if you're a musician, there's a lot of great players and a lot of great studios and a lot of great gear and a lot of people that know how to take care of that gear and keep it up and working when it comes to, uh, and you know, tape machines and stuff like that are a little more difficult. And, uh, and then we got, you know, we got like Jack White here. Who's just, we're just and, talking about being in Nashville, the food, the, the, yeah. the, you know, people throw around the word Renaissance a lot, but you know, it's a small Renaissance of some kind. At yeah. Least. There's definitely a lot of support here. People are supportive of what you want to do. And, um, and there's just a lot of good studios and a lot of good players and a lot. Of, so, and there's all this, it's not really, it doesn't feel competitive. It feels more inspirational. That was going to be one of my next questions is that, you know, being a guy who played in and around near Los Angeles for such a long time, um, everybody seems so, this is, I say this all the time. My friends are going to bang on my head next time they see me, but it's like, it seems they're kind of jaded. It's like, they've seen everything. They're bored by the weather and they don't, they won't come see you play. I mean, do people come, do your friends come see you play in Nashville? Well, yeah, there's so many great shows to go to all the time. It's overwhelming. And just the dive bars in this part of town, like the smaller bars, I should say, like on Monday and Tuesday nights, some of their residencies are some of the greatest musicians in the world are playing. Yeah. Every, early on in the week, like Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, like you're going out and you're like, oh my God, this world-class music is being played by great, great musicians who are it happens all the time here and you're so you're you're constantly getting inspired and and getting you know and by the way it's a really good place to be based for touring let's face it that's an old fact that country music gave you know brought to us you know here's nashville sandwiched in between memphis and knoxville which are two totally different musical universes on their own you know one of them's got you know appalachia bluegrass music and the other one's soul and and rock and roll, I think you know rock and roll. It's fair to say that Memphis has a huge play in uh, in the in the development of rock and roll. And and now, I mean, the best rock and roll bands are the most financially successful ones. A couple of them live here, you know, the Black Keys, uh, Jack White, and Kings of Leon. And you know, they it's just like old times. People follow the Pied Piper down to yeah. the, down to the river. So those guys, Kings of Leon, have a huge food festival here now. And and this town is like it's pretty overwhelming with the things to do. And I'm really glad there's a lot of people having babies here too, because I'm in part of that crew right there. Yeah. Well, then you have someone to watch the kid when you go out to see the band playing the dive bar on Monday night, right? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. You know, there's, I myself have almost moved to this town so many times. I have roots a couple hours South of here, North Alabama. And to that point, uh, Muscle Shoals, if you want a different flavor, right. if you're from Nashville, you want to get a little different flavor, go to Memphis, go to Knoxville, go to Muscle Shoals, only a couple hours away, you know, legendary music yes. recorded in places like that. Um, Great new documentary. So many it. musicians that I have respected, revered, you know, studied over the years have made their home here. And some of them have gone, I think Steve Earle was a guy that I was, a, I'm a mm -hmm. big fan of. But he's, you know, he's kind of flown the coop. He he loves the theater. In, he's in New York now. He 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 says he wants to be near the theater, and I I believe him. You know, he's just way into it. It's that's just a progression in his art. Yeah, he loves the theater, and uh, yeah, it's you know he he will carry on. Yeah, but other guys. I mean, that's just an example. Like John he was just here two nights ago playing a gig, though. Yeah, he just sat in with a with a thing. Well, I imagine sure he's got like a pneumatic tube. It probably uh, runs right from his place in New yeah, York. Yeah, I think the there was a Dylan, uh, there was a Blood on the Tracks uh, tribute show, and Brad Jones was in the band. I think Steve played a song. Yeah. You know, guys like John Hyatt, 
guys are uh, huge inspiration on me huge inspiration for me coming from the midwest yeah. you know a guy who kind of came down here to be a songwriter lived and actually in, did lived it. in the park for a couple of days in the park for a couple of days yeah and lived his, did his la time yeah and then, and then went through some very very brutal rough times in his life and and uh came out of it just kicking ass and, and it, yeah he took me on he took me on tour john Hyde took me on tour around the country around north america and around europe and uh i definitely definitely was inspired by his work ethic and just consistency yeah i feel like john hyatt's got the best job in the world because we were talking about mailbox money before because right. he's you know when when bb king uses and eric clapton use your song as the title track from their record yeah and it was you know, a completely different song but they they changed that up a little bit yeah. yeah you 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 know that mailbox money i mean he could stop touring now <laughs> he would no, well no that's i mean there's a lot of stories behind that, but when I toured with him after he would play that song, he would say, thanks, yeah. Eric. Thanks, BB. He would yeah. say that. So yeah, I mean, I, I just played a gig with his daughter the other day though. This town is, is a lot smaller than yeah. uh, Lily Hyatt's a great songwriter. And, um, she, she, um, moved to Austin for a while and then she came back to Nashville and she's, uh, excellent. Do you think that like this, like geographical, like alcoholics call the geographic cure, Right. You know, like, do you think artists have like the same kind of thing where like every few years, like if their life gets too sedentary, like they kind of have to stir things up by moving to a different area, different state, different time zone? That would definitely be, that would sit in, in with me in both, in both ways, uh, alcoholism and the geographic year. But okay. I, with me, it comes with, uh, I'd say just part of growing up and living in different places all the time. And I've been writing about it a lot more, but yeah, I went out there. I lived in LA for a bit. I lived in New York for a bit. I lived in Paris. I lived in London. Um, I lived in Prague. I lived in Dublin for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I am one, I'm more into the, the Hemingway ass side of it all of, of exploring the world and, and getting to check it out. But now that Nashville is a great, I love it here. Like I look at, I look at this town a little bit different than I looked at yeah. Los Angeles and even Joshua Tree to a certain extent. Um, it just, fe- I'm, you know, I, I feel like this is, this is where I want to, keep going you know and i i don't i never felt that really before um i mean i did but i was just too busy kind of experiencing things yeah and so yeah i mean i'm getting older now and i have a kid now and yeah i'm looking at school i mean it's just life yeah life uh, well man when you're troubadour's got to chill out a little bit (laughs) when you're when you're busking in dublin you're not concerned about living in a good school district that's true. No, you're concerned about trying to scream louder than the guy that's 15 feet away from you, belting yeah. out a song. Yeah, totally. You know, man, and it's it is a great titty, man. Every time I come here, it's like it's like a little little bug gets planted in my ear. Joe, come to Nashville. Yep. Come to Nashville. Well, it's it's. Uh, I think that it's easy. Uh, it's easy right now here. Yeah. There's there's a lot of opportunity and a lot more of it's coming. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some kind of bubble burst or whatever, but at I'm busy raising a family now. I'm not yeah. like the career is it's important for me to just do good work, but um I'm not trying to or I won't try to um foist myself on the music business so much anymore. It's like I try to collect fans at timeaston.com and get, you know, people that are into what I'm doing and, and keep in touch with them that way and use social media a little bit. But yeah, it's like they're they need young blood, you know. This is yeah. a, this is an industry town after all. There's people who have more. I mean, young people have more time for that kind of thing. Totally, they're out. I'm not out. I'm not out hitting the town, you know, socializing as much. That's where good work gets done, you know. Yeah. When I was in Los Angeles, every time I went out, it was like, and the same here can be can be said. When you go out here at night, I end up all of a sudden doing some kind of shop talk with somebody. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm also interested in being a producer here. I'm now. Yeah. I want to I want to get my Chet Atkins uh, jacket on. 
and uh, I've got a space up in Madison now. I'm working on it. Now. Basically, I'm going to start producing bands. I want to. I want to find that young kid that I know has listening to Doc Watson, and also you know whose album collection goes back farther than Nirvana. Okay, that's what that's what I'm looking for. And that when I when I look at it, when I see someone play, I'm like, did they did they do any homework whatsoever? Or is this just do they just want to be a flash in the pan? You know, that's yeah, that's what moves me. And there's there's a kid. Uh, I can call him a kid. It's fair. He's in his young twenties. Um, Parker Millsap is his name, and he's from Oklahoma, and he's about to turn the world a little bit sideways. I think with his his uh, his basically uh, his he did his homework. Let's face it. You know, you yeah. know, as a lot of those Oklahomans recently, Oklahoma's coming kind of coming up in the thing. You know, Woody Guthrie came from there, yeah, and now you got some new great great stuff coming out of there, and Parker Millsap is about to do it. Yeah, and you'll be out there yourself, I think, uh, in July, correct? Uh, oh yeah, and I Guthrie can't just Festival? stop. You know, he's you can't just you can't just uh, wrap it up. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, to keep it to a, a minimum, but I am going to be I'm going to be going to the Alaska Folk Festival. I'm going to be going up to Salmonstock in Alaska. I'll be going to Alaska twice in 2014, and I'll be going to Oklahoma to play to play uh, Woody Fest because it it is uh, one of those festivals that is just for the people that I really truly uh, I I just love it. Yeah. You know, I've always wanted to ask you this. What is it with you in Alaska? You're yeah. Like you're like the only guy I know. I have a that career has like in Alaska. a huge it's like saying, Oh yeah, I've got a girlfriend in Canada. You've got this huge fan base in Alaska. <laughs> What's the story, man? Um I you know what? It's not like it's huge. It's just Alaska well, I, yeah. is a spiritual thing for me. It really is. It it's like I went up there. It's the la- it's the last frontier in this country. It's it is, and you'd know it when you get there. You'd be like, Wow, people here are this is fun. It's yeah. really fun. The nature thing, you can't beat it. There's no way. I mean, yeah, Montana's great too, obviously, and there's great stuff in California, but Alaska just feels a little bit different if you were to get out of the car and go in the woods to have a piss. Okay, you're just, you're just mind, your mind is in a different place. You know, you're paying more attention to things than, say, if that same thing would happen somewhere else. Um, but I, you just, it's basically, that's just a small part of it. The people there are amazing. And uh, I, um, I went up there and, yeah. Got married there. Got married in the middle of the park. Yeah. Um, you know, any Alaskan can marry you, by the way. Really? That's an old state law because, you know, a preacher would take so long to get up there. They wanted to yeah. keep things on the up and up. They can't fly them in on the seaplane. Yeah. That would take weeks. Yeah, yeah. So any Alaskan, so on the top of a mountain, Alaskan married us and uh, uh, in the middle of Denali Park. Um, with uh, And then my daughter's been there. She's only three, but she's been to Alaska twice already. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I go there a lot. I go there a lot and it recharges me and it also wipes me out because it is an incredible place. I think I have two friends from Alaska. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like knowing somebody from Rhode Island to a certain extent. I tell people to get up there right now, you know, as soon as you can. It's like, yeah. I've been to Cuba too. You know, that's another uh, place where yeah. I'm like, you want to go to someplace special that's right nearby? Yeah. Alaska's not that close, actually. It's cheaper it's to go. Way. It'd be cheaper to go to Amsterdam for a week than to go to, to Alaska for, for two weeks, you know, or whatever. You know, it's like... You, Alaska is a long way away and it's not cheap up there. You know, yeah. King crab costs the same up there as it does, you know, in Cleveland. Anyway, how about one more tune, man? Tim, what have you got for us? I want to play a song that I wrote for my daughter. This is a song called on my way. All right. Once again, so very, very happy to have Tim Easton here playing a tune for his daughter, Joe Armstrong, Tim Easton, Independence Day. It's called on my way.
I love my darling Until the end of time I love my darling so dear I thank you day and night For understanding When I must be leaving here Like the trucks out on the highway Like the seasons and the day Like the river that passes through your town I really must be on my way This whole damn thing started long ago I didn't just wake up one day and fly My mother and my father sent me on many long journeys So today I simply must abide Like the trucks out on the highway Like the seasons and the day Like the river that passes through your town I really must be on my way I have lived in many big cities and a few small towns along the way. It does not matter where I lay my hat, I'm gonna be stretching out someday. Like the trucks out on the highway. Like the seasons and the days Like the river that passes through your town I really must be on my way Like all the trucks out on that highway Like the seasons and the days Like the river that passes through this town I really must be on my way I really must be on my way
You are listening to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. My guest tonight, Tim Easton. He is from Ohio, spent time in Los Angeles. Joshua Tree now lives in Nashville. Real quick before we go, Tim, tell me just a little bit. Joshua Tree is such a unique place to be a person, to just to be. You know, it's about two hours east of Los Angeles in the desert. I myself have been out there. I saw you played a pizza joint once out there. Yeah, yeah. I was going out for a weekend, like just to get away from L.A., and the guy, like, I rented a cabin, and the, like the guy who owned the, like the, the group of cabins there, I said, "Oh man, you know, I'm, I know, yeah, I know Tim Easton lives out here, and Mark Olson from the Jayhawks lives out here, and some other folks live out here. You know, what's what's going on this weekend?" He's like, "Well, Tim's playing down at the pizza joint tonight." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tell me, man. tell me a little bit about Joshua Tree, real quick. Well, uh, I have great friends there, and yeah, that pizza joint was like, you know, that was a big deal. Like all of a sudden, someone showed up that could make some sl- proper slices. You know, that was one yeah. of the missing missing things you know that's a it's a small village and every it's really small yeah and, and basically um everybody knows everybody and uh it's a it's a great place to get away for creativity it's like living on the surface of the moon you know uh how long were you uh, out there uh i was out there for seven years i mean i was traveling the whole time of course of course i guess i do things in sevens um uh but um you know, I I swore that I'd get down to L.A. more, but I just never did. You know, I, I started to meditate more on just being out in Joshua Tree and, and going on those long hikes. I started painting and I started doing the things to prepare my life to be a dad, really. Started slowing down a bit. And um, and uh, I, you know, I would have... I think the, the birth of our daughter, I have to say, uh, is what made us kind of pick up and move and get back closer to water and and uh trees and rivers and stuff like that um the desert is beautiful uh but it is not for everybody and and it's you know right now joshua tree um is a great it's a great place to go hang out and 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 unplug you know i i highly encourage that because in this world of like just everybody's got one of those things in their hands the whole time like and 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 you're on the computer all the time all of us and i just can't think that it's really going to be good for humanity in the long run all that all that screen time i just i I have to think that it's kind of messing with our uh yeah uh, you know thousands of years of of uh of being on this planet so i mean that that's what it did for that's what it does for you that that's what that's what's great about joshua tree for me and uh you know of course good friends and and i i do miss it and uh we have friends visiting here right now she lives there and uh I was I was asking her about all the the you know to update me on all the gossip but she just wasn't interested in that and I was like you're right. Yeah. Just, it's great to have you here, you know. <laughs> and uh I I think that it was part about being in a small town, you know. Yeah. It's just what it was. The one thing I can't figure out when I go to Joshua Tree is like when you when you go to it's it's so tiny. People who haven't been there don't really because of Lone Pine, for example, because yeah, I'm a big a, hiker outdoor guy. Lone Pine is like a teeming metropolis compared to a place right. like Joshua you, Tree. You you drive through the village of Joshua Tree and not know that you drove through it. You yeah. just passed a gas station, you're like, Oh, that was it back there. Yeah. And it's you know, it's it's picked up, but uh it's it's a great artistic outpost. A lot like Woodstock, New York would be for the city of New York, except that Woodstock's got a lot more shade. <laughs> and bad winter. And, and yeah, but you know, Woodstock is was is in in Joshua Tree. We were in Woodstock a couple of weeks before um, we moved to, to Joshua Tree, and then when we were leaving Joshua Tree, we again went to Woodstock 
to just check it out and see how it felt. And we know that Steve, Steve was up there and Steve and Allison for a time, they had a place up there and, um, just kind of like looking for places to live. And we came to Nashville and I begged my wife to move here. We had a meal at a place down the road called the silly goose and it was really good. And I just, I was like, please, please, can we just, can we just move here and get it over with? Yeah. And, uh, she said yes. And I, I took my life savings basically and got us here. Yeah. Well, and here you are. You seem happy, man. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we bought this house now and, um, we, um, I'm going to start, uh, teaching. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I might, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to write a, my memoir. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to start a garden. Um, yeah. I, I basically, uh, I've been writing a ton, you know, and, and I, I love it. I, I, I live for it. Yeah. Very, very nice. Tell me just a little bit about what your plans are for 2014. Well, to just write as much as possible and to be a good father and a good husband and, and try to keep everything peaceful and also moving forward in, in an artistic way. Because, you know, I am also a selfish, self-centered uh, creator of, of pieces of, of music and art. And you need a lot of alone time to do that. So I'm trying to find that balance where I'm not agitating the the family front, and um, it's a bit of work, you know. But uh, I I think that maybe what I'm you know doing can help others, then you know, that's great too to talk about it and what it's like because this is the town where it's happening all around you. There's a lot all creative people that all of a sudden got that thousand mile stare in their eyes because they can't quite create because there's something holding them back, and in you want to let you want to be able to let it go. So, I'm I'm here to uh, to kind of facilitate that for others, and also do you know get as much done as I can on my own. And um, I'm not going to tour a whole lot, but I have to say, Easton Stagger Phillips does have an album coming okay. out next year. What time? Uh, early In year, the late spring. year, spring. It's called Resolution Road, but it's not going to come out till the spring. Um, we made it in Canada, um, right after I made Not Cool, my last album. So it's going to come out a year after it was made, but. Uh, then we'll go on a short tour in the spring, Easton Stagger Phillips. Well, let us know if you're going to be in L.A., man. Well, we're going to be in San Francisco. I'm not sure about the L.A. situation, um, but if I go out there, I will go to Joshua Tree because, yeah. you know, I still have my vans out there, and I could throw a couple of totes of stuff from storage. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll meet you out there for a hike, man. Yeah, I love, I love it, it out uh, there. I love it out there, too. So, Tim Easton, man, thank you. I, I, I can't thank you enough again for opening up your home to you know me and my, uh, my large crew, uh, appreciate and, you know, it. sharing the dog you guys did good. And the family you know it's really really cool to, for you to do this you know at the holiday season and you've got a few gigs coming up I just found four on your website you've got in Kansas City Missouri that's just coming up pretty quick here at Folk Alliance which is pretty oh, big Folk deal Folk Alliance is great yeah Folk Alliance great I've got lots of friends going to Folk Alliance uh, South by Southwest this year in March yep. Austin Texas that's Massive. March 14th Juneau Alaska Alaska Folk Festival on the 10th of April it looks like and then in Okima Woody Guthrie Festival, that's all the way in September. Or I'm sorry, yeah. that's uh, July. In July, yeah. So just a couple of things out there that are framing it. But uh, timeaston.com is the place to go to find out uh, what's going on with the road. All right, Tim. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. I wish you the best in 2014 and beyond. Appreciate it. Happy New Year. So thanks to Tim Easton, also to the Independence Day staff, Valentino Rivera, Dale Tanksley, Wayne Topinski, Julie Smith, and Sally Shackleton. Independence Day's theme music was composed by Great Lake Smith Society. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another.